Welcome to Riding the Waves of Life, a Boundary Family Services podcast. Welcome families. We're here today with Healthy Schools Coordinator Carol Mitchell. And she's here to talk to us about child and youth self-identity. So welcome, Carol. I'm so happy you came on with us today. Well, thank you, Mel, and I'm so happy that you had me to come on. I think this is very cool what you're doing with the podcast. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm really, sort of my first reason that I volunteered, because this really is a, a fit with my work with SD51, the school division, but really I'm here because I have a gay son. And I kind of knew always that he was gay. I think we my family all did it was and we I have a gay sister and I have gay friends but at 12 he told me he was gay because I think it is the right of the child to kind of come forward and tell you it was in 1995 when he was 12 and things were very different back then mm. when I give talks at school I say like as much as I had a gay sister and gay friends and it and I think my son was pretty comfortable coming out to us with all that, it wasn't something I felt would be easy for him, is how I explain it to the kids, is that I was very accepting, and he was lucky that he had that in some ways, yeah. but it, I was, you know, worried that his life would be uh, less full in a way, because mm-hmm. he was gay, and at that time, in 1995, it was. He yes. didn't have the same rights that he has now, so... Before I even started working for schools, I I didn't volunteer because I get paid to run a gay straight alliance club that right now in Grand Forks, it's called SAGA. And so I was working at Boundary Families and I volunteered to do it, but I, I got paid a little bit because when my son told me he was gay, he was lucky enough to live in Victoria and he had a gay straight alliance club that he attended that he has friends from that club to this day. And it was really important and great that he had it. That's amazing. Yeah. Especially for the timeline, right? Yeah. So I feel in a lot of ways he had a pretty good sort of outcome in the sense of that he had accepting parents and family and he came from a city where at least some people were accepting. But you know what I explained to the youth that I speak to at the schools is that he, you know, any parent wants their kids to have the same human rights as someone else. Yes. And when in 2000. Five, I think it was, Canada, the Supreme Court of Canada said gay marriage was legal uh, because it was a basic human right that you should be able to marry who you love, regardless of their gender identity. You know, that changed the human rights for my son. And like fast forward, when he told me that he was gay when 12, I didn't know that he'd be able to get married, which he did get married here in Grand Forks at the Dukabor Museum. That's so exciting. Yeah, it was great. And at his wedding was his adopted child. So him and his uh, husband have adopted one child. Well, they've adopted two now. But at the wedding, uh, Ashton was there. So I have a grandkid. I have two grandkids. And so one thing that's really important for me in schools is that there's inclusion Mm -hmm. and I want to know that my little grandkids go to school and they find a book that might have two two moms or two dads or you know frankly it's about inclusion it's also like foster parents or grandparents or an auntie right you know it's really important to include diversity in what kids see because kids need to see themselves and their lives in materials in school of course so that's where we're going to fast forward to soji which is uh, sexual orientation and gender identity and it's a bc 
initiative in education to make sure that schools are inclusive. It does come up in the news and whatnot, the initiative, in ways that I think are not very, you know, well understood. But what my role is, is to make sure there's inclusion, mm-hmm. acceptance, and diversity. Right. So I do give talks to classes, presentations, if they want them. I do help run the Gay Straight Alliance clubs in the high schools if they want them. Again, yeah. like sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Last year, we kind of chose visibility as our theme. So the high school youth painted rainbow risers on the stairwell as you walk into the high school. And they also helped with the first Boundary Pride event, which was amazing because I have to tell you frankly, in my teen groups, it's mostly a social group. We don't do right. much of anything and they always want to do a million things and it's yeah. like, who's going to end up doing yeah, this? Yeah, who's organizing all of this? <laughs> all the and adults, doing the but they work. were yeah. amazing. They came down to the event. They were workers at the event and we had lots of people come out and we hope that it'll be the first Saturday in every June that Boundary will have a Pride event. It and was I had, super successful. It was, it was beautiful. It was great yeah. because we had no idea. And I had lots, loads of people come up to me and give me their names and their email or Facebook to say they'd like to help next year, which will be right. great. Because I do think it should be a community event. Oh, not for a, sure. Yeah. Um, not that it was school driven so much, but it was a school youth that yep. kind of started it. Um, and a few youth that were former sagas that are in the community. And how empowering for the youth too, right? Oh, it to, was to organize it and then have it be so successful and the acceptance too, right? Is that they put it on, it was, it was a success. They saw the community supporting them. Yeah. Like that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. And like in Saga, when the, the city hall painted the rainbow crosswalk, mm-hmm. rainbow crosswalks are kind of fraught because they wear out so quickly, yes, especially in our, you know, weather <laughs> yeah. that we have here. But it was very cool to see the kids see that, you know, council and the mayor and whatnot were in favor of this. And there I think was one skeptical letter in the newspaper so that I made them write a letter back just to show them. And I said, you know, like, that's what the letters to the editor are about. And Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, I said most of the letters were in support. So that's what we have to focus on. Yeah. You know, in my role as SOGI lead through the district, I have to also say to parents, there are parents that are, you know, opposed to um, sort of any inclusion of this in anything to do with education but there's also lots of parents that really think it's important that it's in there right and I think we don't always remember that there's I get lots of parents saying thank you and you know it better be in there and I want to know that my kids are supported right and you know I sort of say always in my presentations there's no way that I could make someone gay or not gay yeah but I do think it's really important that they know that in a school environment that they will be supported and not bullied because of their sexual attractions or their gender identity, who they are. Yeah. And that's hard because there are a lot of bias still. Yeah. And it's hard to please everybody, but that's a human right, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to love who you want to love and not be discriminated for it. And the amount that it's out in the open now is great that they're actually able to have a real dialogue. That's for sure. And and what I also think it's really important that parents know is that 
I'm not actually teaching the kids anything. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. I like I have had to up my game so much over the years. Like right. I have to come with interesting videos, but I will have at least a half a classroom that can answer every one of my questions. And I'm not sure that the ones that aren't answering don't know. They just may not want right. to put up their hand or whatever. Yeah. But I it's just like I am not really educating anyone in what I do much more than that in a school environment it's accepted and it's embraced you know and celebrated even yeah. so that's all I'm really trying to make a point of and the reason I come out for presentations is so that people are clear on you know where the school stands and yes. where the education in BC stands yeah and yeah, yeah. that's good and so for the youth when you're doing this do you find any changes in in the classroom as you're doing the presentations truly every class is different right. so sometimes I just let them sort of like the one the eager ones sort of explain things because often they explain things better than I do one really big part of this whole movement is there's a lot a lot of words and descriptions and things that come up that I'm not always even so if I want someone to if I want to be clear on say uh what is pansexual I usually get a youth to answer right because I may or may not always get it right and I always tell them in the onset like please correct me yeah put up your hand if you hear me sort of misdirect because there's a lot of interest in a very diverse um, there's lots and lots. If you go online and look at this stuff, it's gotten very complex. It's very complicated, and that's what I find a lot of people saying when it becomes a subject. They're like, I just don't even know anymore. Yeah, and I, and right? I feel for them with that because I'm in the middle of it, and I honestly can't keep up with it, and yeah. I let the youth guide me on that. Like, for instance, in Saga, we bought some pride flags. Well, there's probably honestly 30 choices now in pride right. flags and do i know what they all mean no i don't but yeah. i you know i what i've noticed and what i've been told by by the youth is that if you're with them and you know like they might correct you and youth will always do that about anything that you're getting yes. wrong and you're being an old fuddy-duddy <laughs> um you know if you like i always say i'm please correct me if i get your pronoun which uh your pronoun is your chosen gender identity so right. it'd be like uh my my name's carol mitchell and my pronouns are she and her and i will easily do that because one it no it lets youth know that i think about these things and i do care about them and two if you tell me your pronoun and i get it wrong which inevitably i do at times mm -hmm. please correct me i can always be corrected about everything because that's yeah. just the way my brain works it needs correction to get things right i am assured by all the youth that if you're willing to do those things, it doesn't really matter if you get it right all the time or even right. any of the time, if you're open, right? Yeah. It is a complex time. I really feel for parents. I, I do feel that, oddly, my son being a gay male who identified as gay, as male was kind of a breeze right. now, compared to what, yes. what yeah. goes on. Yeah. And I think a really important thing to remember is that kids, especially teens, are individuating and identifying but they it may even be younger than that and I am I easily roll with it I have youth that kind of go in and out of mm -hmm. feeling that they are you know like gender fluid where they sometimes feel male or sometimes feel female 
these things, you know, I can roll with. And because, it, like, I really see it as just, you know, you're trying things on as a youth. Yeah. So I, like, that is no different. And I see that the more pushback they get, the harder they dig in. But I don't think in any way that down the road that necessarily means they're 100% sure of all these things. Yeah, so. it's a lot of... That, that age is a lot of testing who you are. Exactly. So yeah. some of it is really solid, for sure. And yeah. some of it is all over the place. Yeah. And I think if you can stay there with them, with that, you're probably in the best, you know, right. in the best form. Yeah. If you can just kind of roll with the punches with your kids. Having understanding no matter where they're at. Right. right? The Absolutely. And um, like even right now, like if I'm in one elementary school or another, there's there's some elementary schools that have a lot of interest in this stuff and a lot of talk about it. And then there's others that are not as interested, you know, right. It kind yeah. of it's usually groups of peers that yeah. are interested or not. And it doesn't to me mean it's a solid thing either, because it's usually like in the older six, seven elementary right. and they're starting to experiment with things. I so. was going to ask you that actually, because I have heard parents talk in the past about younger kids, younger elementary school age kids and talking about their gender identity at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And they have questions. They're like, well, how seriously do you take this? Because they're so little and all that sort of stuff. So do you have any suggestions as to that? Um, I like my biggest suggestion is to remain open and to like, if they're exposed to a lot of different things, they're going to know that those things are accepted. Mm -hmm. They may not be like, I mean, I happen to have family and friends around that doesn't have to be that way. But if you just sort of mentioned that you accept it like I mean we do a lot of standard things around the way people are heterosexually you know yes. we do like hey do you have a boyfriend to yeah, girls yeah. and all that kind of stuff and I like I definitely find myself doing it but I had a nephew and I used to say hey you know do you have a crush do you have a girlfriend and I go her boyfriend you know I don't care right. that's kind of how I'm not really correcting myself and then I finally at about 13 he goes I'm 13 years old I I like girls I think I'd know by now yeah hey, now I'm told <laughs> <You've> been clear <laughs> but, yeah. but it, you know I just feel like he knew I was open regardless right. of what he you know he yeah. would come up with it so he he wouldn't be worried about that right. particularly so I think if they just know that you're not that worried about it you're open to things you're not I really don't think that you can put this on to a kid. I think even if they're experimenting or if their friends are kind of more interested in all this stuff, that is, again, it's that's more like experimental. It doesn't, yeah. And so as long as they know it's a safe place to land, I think that's everything for kids okay. about almost everything, not yeah. just sexuality. And, and what about for little kids when they ask their parents about it? Like there's curiosity, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, you know either in books or in movies, TV, or just even being out in public, they, if they're asking about, you know, oh, well, you know, she has two moms. And do you have any suggestions as how to talk in a healthy way to your kids about that? I think you just go, yeah, some people have two moms. Yeah. I, I even think, you know, I, it's important to me that there's library books that yes. have this, but I don't think the story is about there's two moms. I think the story is about whatever's happening to the kid in the book yeah. and they just, oh, they have two moms or yeah. grandma is the one raising them or whatever. Yeah. So I think that's like when you're explaining things to kids and maybe you didn't explain every possibility but when you come across one you just go yeah some people have right. two moms you know some people have two dads yeah yeah some people only have one parent you know? I know in my household we explain it in the context of love yeah and it's like 
anybody can love anybody and what it is is it's love and no matter what your sex is or or who you identify as if you fall in love with somebody and they love you back that's all that that is Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful no matter what and they kind of understand that there's also the question of the different ways to have babies and so I got into the context of well there's lots of ways to have babies and and we talked about like surrogacy and all that sort of stuff too and they're like well why would you do why would you do that and I'm like well sometimes you're in a relationship where neither side can actually physically give birth to a baby and so you have somebody else do it for Mm -hmm. you and they were you know very interested in it and and thought that was very cool and so I was like oh what a neat conversation to have (laughs) yeah I mean I think there's always your own story and then there's everybody else's story and just to remember that it actually equips them for the world better if they understand there's different stories in the world yeah you know whatever they may be you know like my son and my uh, son-in-law you know they adopted and so the adoption's an interesting story yeah so yeah yeah we talked about adoption yeah too. <laughs> so yeah so I just yeah. think that the most important thing is that everybody is valued you know yeah. and that you know I know that right now there's a lot of inst- uh, sort of more issues around um, transgender the whole things around transgender have sort of risen up more in the last 10 years I would right. say and you know it's a very it's very complicated but it's also kind of simple and like I said it's like because things can be more complicated I do feel for parents sort of wandering through that right I get lots of questions in the high school around transgender and like I think probably you know surgeries and hormones are the biggest mm-hmm. worry mm-hmm. and they're not well surgeries are certainly not common and there isn't and it's not without lots of like just so you, everyone knows without like sort of lots of psychological yes medical support like you know to make sure that people are at in the right place regardless so yeah. just so we're aware of that like yeah. cuz i do get those questions from both youth and parents and i do understand that's a challenging idea also i'm not sure the stats but it's pretty high lots of transgender people don't have any surgeries right yeah yes i have uh, known people that have gone through it Mm -hmm. and it is a huge process Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and i think that's what i guess i'm i'm addressing that because that's kind of that when you want to go to the farthest point that's kind of where i get pushed to and it's highly uncommon but i don't want to say yes it never happens yeah but it's highly uncommon on anyone in high school say having surgery right yes i haven't even heard of it but i don't think that like technically it's not possible so I don't really love doing that fight but I also don't want to ignore that but I just feel like you know I can walk with youth who see that in their future feel that serious exactly but but I just want you know but I feel like I'm always when I'm in pressed it's on the most extreme kind of examples and cases it's not really what's happening in the day-to-day for most right youth in high school yeah so a confusing time (laughs) well and the the second piece is we don't know that about everybody anyway no we don't know I don't know all the youth in the high school regardless of that I run yes who are having anything you know changing or what they're identifying as we don't ask that of people we don't I don't go to a party and get asked whether I'm you know well that's the thing cisgendered heterosexual yeah yeah yeah. and and that's the thing too right is the the interesting part of it is in 
heterosexual relationship, you don't go out to a bar and go around and ask everybody what their sexual orientation yeah. is, you know? Yeah. So it's it's been a big part of cultural shift. I don't personally, this is a personal thing. I don't think it should really be part of how we identify people because that's just their own, that's their personal life. That's their choice. And that's Absolutely, great. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? And what I'll say about the saga groups the you know anyone can come to it that as long as they're in high school basically and they don't they don't even have to be in high school like they could be homeschooled for instance but as long as they're that age so they're generally not over it once in a while some youth that had come before come a little while longer but we always get consensus of the group and it's usually because they still have some friends or whatever it's like but you know when you come to saga i don't ask you what your sexual orientation or gender identity i just assume the only rule really is that you're embracing lgbtq people like that you are an ally like many kids come just because they're friends of somebody who's interested yeah and some youth are really interested in telling us what's going on for them but that is that is their choice and they say hey can we do that or yeah i would like to sort of talk about this and that's totally fine but we nobody gets asked that when they come in the door like you know unless again they want to share and then yeah. they, they're welcome to which so. is wonderful yeah because that that belongs to the inclusivity of it all yeah too, right? mostly they play games and they eat and sometimes we make buttons and Sound- last year we did way more than we've ever done before sounds awesome <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why wouldn't you want to go yeah. <laughs> so we've covered the diversity of it and how to help parents with it and all those things is there is there anything that you have to say to the community-wise as far as, like, what's going on? Well, I think we have some pretty good stats of when gay people started getting rights, when they were uh, respected in the education system and being supported, that the rates of mental health, um, suicide and whatnot right. went way, went down in the population substantially. It's really important to me that kids come to school and know they won't be bullied for who they are, Mm -hmm. period. And sometimes people in their families, for various reasons, don't have support for who they are. And so it's really important to me that there is somewhere that they can identify people that they can talk to about that, and also that they are going to be supported if there's issues in the school around that, you know. So, again, like, I feel that my son did have a pretty you know, receptive place to land with something that wasn't very socially acceptable in 1995. And I just want to know that the youth in our schools feel that too, regardless of what the, you know, their own home situations might be or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is that might be in the way. They have a safe haven. For they themselves. have a safe place. Yeah. And that they will be supported and respected in schools. And how do you find since the program has been in the school as far as acceptance within the school and the community and all that sort of um, stuff? You know, I think in general, the community is really accepting. I feel like visibility was interesting yeah. last year because I think there is an acceptance. Even my own personal, I realized I had this really, uh, I had, paid for a a graphic like a drawing of my son and his family it was very cool and I was making some reproductions of it where I worked and I thought you know what I don't have a picture of them up like a family picture kind of thing I don't have and I thought I'll just put this up on my wall and a few kids noticed and I thought I wonder if I wasn't doing that because them being gay I think can be more difficult for people maybe I just never thought of it that way I thought I got to start doing this like I got to start representing them in a way in a visibility way just for me I don't Mm -hmm. mean 
And, you know, so in my building, I put up a flag in the window just so it's there. And I and I have some stickers and I gave stickers here at yeah. Boundary Families just to say, hey, it's safe here. And the youth certainly noticed it. And, you know, they would come in and even though I'm in an elementary school or whatever, and tell me all sorts of stuff about what they were thinking about, right. but not, it wasn't me like me starting it right no no but I think the visibility piece does speak to that and there was some pushback like in elementary and I don't even want to get into it because I also feel sometimes with pushback not even sure who it was like I yeah it was like third hand by I got and I thought you know visibility is there is usually pushback with it because I think people can accept stuff sometimes if they don't have to see it right and sometimes it's the scene at that or hear it, or be corrected, or whatever, that is harder for them. Yeah. And so I, like, at first I was kind of surprised, because I thought, a gay pride flag in your window, like how, you know, how risky is that? Yeah. 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 (laughs) But I think it's just that thing, you know, of that people aren't always It makes it more real. It makes it more real. Like the day I was putting up the flag, a bunch of kids were running around with them and that's the day I got the feedback yeah and it was just like at first they asked they were just around me and there what at first there were kids I knew running around with them and then a couple of littler kids and I like they didn't go far but I thought and that's I think what it was is that they didn't know what they were running around with which is true but I also thought am I really going to sit here and explain to them like if it was another thing in my room and they ran around for a minute with it and gave it back to me, I wouldn't get into the whole, and I thought it was more complicated to get into the whole explanation of, well, do you want to run around for one minute with this thing that is a gay flag? Like, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, but I just thought it was an interesting experiment in visibility. Like the stairwell at the high school was mostly nothing, you know, the high school paid for it. Um, They asked for it. They actually asked us to do it. Um, but there were a few kids that said they wouldn't walk on it because it might make them gay or something. Like, but I, oh, you know, yes. kids be kids. Yeah, right? kids are kids. Yeah, and, and I don't know, you know how far that went or anything yeah. like that. Like, I never heard that it became anything a ugly or anything. Deal. Yeah, and I also just feel like you know, there's again, I I have to accept. You know, if I want them to be accepting, I also have to accept a little bit of pushback from them. And there always will be pushback. Yeah. You know, for for anything. For anything. For anything. So, yeah. But uh, honestly, the pride event of all the visibility things was just like... I was blown away. Yeah. But it was also sort of still COVID and, you know, we didn't have... Anyway, but that was just like really cool to see, you know, the community come out in a way that, you know... It was really beautiful. It was so lovely. Yeah. And not a lot of pushback. You know, sometimes you worry that there's going to be... Not that I, like, not that I heard of. There was one person that drove by and... I heard about that. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you know, um, I'm pretty thick-skinned and one person doesn't get to me. No. Yeah. So, in general, I have felt very much acceptance. And I also just, anyone listening to this... If it's challenging for them, I'm always up for a one-to-one conversation, like respectful of, you know, because I know that I have my set of beliefs and I, you know, I actually would be grateful to hear, you know, others' perspectives because just to be, to stay respectful myself. Of course, yeah. Because we all get kind of you know, into our own stuff, right? So if anyone, I mean, I work for schools. I don't even think you're 
if you have questions and you want to find me, and I've had these conversations with parents before, just yeah. one-on-one, just the two of us, or the three or whoever, yeah. talking about the challenges that you are having with this, because yeah. I'd be very interested and open to hear. That's wonderful, because that is part of it, too, mm-hmm. right? And that's also part of the inclusivity piece, is everybody has different views on everything. Yeah. And being open to having that conversation is so great because communication is key it is and I feel like things are moving fast yes and I you know I've been in this game in a real way since my kid was 12 but I, you know even before that but really since they were 12 and through their you know so I've been in it for a long time yeah. right so I feel like I it's easy for me to kind of adapt come from, yeah. exactly but I also understand that if you're just starting in this you know I can tell you what I think about it if you need to but I'd also like to hear sort of what is hardest for people or what is challenging for them and all those kinds of things right any pushback that I personally have heard has been people's confusion as to how many different facets there are now and some people feel like it's gone too far as far as how delicate and complicated it all is. And I don't know if that's coming from a place of confusion or frustration. I have no idea, but also just worry that they're always going to be offending somebody. Yeah. You know, that's a big worry. Like in general, yeah. I like people being comfortable. It, it is. It's probably one of the most challenging things and I'm in the thick of it. So it's yes. not that challenging to me. But when I was first sort of going through this, I kind of thought about you know, like when I grew up, there there was no, like it was until I was in university that I really saw any gay characters in anything. Um, like there was no TV, there was no radio that had gay people on it. There was no, certainly no library books in the mm-hmm. school. There might have been library books. I didn't take them out. Right. It's not that I didn't know. But anyway, so there wasn't there. And I feel like I grew up the way I like to explain it to people that are with two boxes and like you know heterosexual norm like male female that was the boxes right and and in general they were supposed to get married and have children right yes and be happily ever after yes exactly like that's not the reality of even back then right yeah and so as soon as I had to stretch outside of my two boxes I just built boxes right right and so I had more and more boxes uh, like and then like oh I can define that I'll stick it in a box and I understand it right and what's happening here is it's more like there's things on a continuum or there's a whole lot of blended circles everywhere right yeah and it isn't the way I think and it wasn't the way I first came to this so it's taken me a lot to be on the journey of all that's going on but I feel like it's really coming from the ground up it's coming from the youth and again I don't think people are as offended or disrespected if you don't say it right but I'm not you know here to speak to everybody yes I think they would even admit it's a big confusing right like there's a lot going on yes and it's you know I think there's a lot going on with information in general right now and so yeah like I could have given you a list five years ago it certainly wouldn't be the same list now it probably wouldn't even be close yeah. you know and uh I don't know like I don't know how truly upset or important it is to say the youth to get all those things right because I think they're just learning it we're just learning it but it is a lot I will give people that on the flip side of that coin it's a pretty beautiful thing that they're able to now have so many different aspects to who they are (laughs) Mm. right 
it's it's very diverse now, which is neat. And they're able to be creative with it too. There's a lot of self-discovery going on. For sure. And I also feel like like some of the the things they come up with honestly are for most people kind of transitory like you know like so the sometimes you know we had like one youth that was really interested in explaining all this to us and I was very interested in hearing it because even when I read it I don't quite get it I love to be able to ask questions yeah and but I thought there's a lot of things in there that are just ideas too that you have in life about and that's that's why it's very much about youth right it's and like you may through your life stay that but I think also a lot of them are just kind of working through that you know Mm -hmm. working through who they are yeah and and that's giving them an avenue to be helpful to do that right as we all know from little babies up until you know even into adulthood life is ever changing absolutely right at different rates and different things are changing at different times and that's just kind of what life is (laughs) absolutely and like very much part of my conversations is about asexuality when you aren't interested in anything to do with romance or, you know, there's lots of things in there that are just as legitimate and just as part of life and just as likely to be sitting in the room when I'm giving a presentation Mm -hmm. as somebody who's got a very diverse ideas about things. And what's amazing is that you're able to go into schools and make those presentations. Mm -hmm. Like that wasn't a thing. No, not even, you know what? Well, I guess we're at like 2022 now. (laughs) I always forget how, long ago things are like 20 years ago is still the 1980 for me <laughs> well I know and you know what I tell the youth when my son yeah. uh, well it wasn't when he was 12 exactly but with by the time he was a young teenager I'm going to say 13 or 14 probably I wanted to give him a book on sexual health right. because I didn't understand his sexual health like what would be healthy and you know, for yeah. him to do. So I wanted to know it. I wanted him to know it. I wanted him to and his friends to know it. Yeah. I had to go through a specific bookstore in Vancouver, Little yeah. Sisters. The book had to be brought from the States. It could be stopped at the border as pornography, a sexual health wow. book that included sexual health for yeah. um, gay people. Right. I, so I did get it successfully. I gave it to him. And then, you know, like a year later, I said, hey, can you give me that book back? Because I just I want to look some things up because I yeah. had some questions about stuff. And he goes, oh, maybe, but it's in circulation. Oh, <laughs> so that's wonderful. It was, yeah, yeah no, it was like so always. Cool. Since, and I thought he didn't have the Internet. Yeah, I didn't have the Internet. Yeah. So, you know, one thing about all the names like just imagine the internet came in and now people can think together yes. and they can say well I'm like that but I'm really like this too let's call it that you know yeah. like we you know we didn't have that whatever no. that was I don't know 40 years ago <laughs> uh, it was probably more than that but whatever yeah 40 years sounds well, about right but it's just yeah. like what he went through where he was at compared to where you know we are now is huge yeah you know so that in that so is all the information compared yes. to what... Oh, yes. Yeah. The internet has just, like, exploded yeah. for... We talk about it in parent, in my groups, too, just about how it's a blessing and a curse all at the same time, just with how much information is available. Yeah. And kind of taking a lot of... Taking in what you want, what you can and want to take in, and then pushing away the rest of the it's stuff. It's like, it's balance and management, yeah. really, right? Yeah. And that's what you hope for youth, too, and we all see that it's not necessarily that for them anymore than, you know, yeah. they can, but there is, like, there are definitely isolated youth that I've, you know, worked with that found a lot of uh, support and comfort in the internet when they were 
you know, the only one like them. Yes. You know, yeah, and, yeah. And with all that, I think things are moving fast. And I, yes. I feel not that able to keep up with that. And I try to also remember that when, yeah. you know, when I'm being challenged. Yeah. And I remember hearing just ask questions. Mm-hmm. When in doubt, ask respectful questions. And usually the other people are happy to talk to you about it. And if they're not, they'll tell you they're not comfortable with it. But, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, when in doubt, be curious. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of judgmental. Cause... Yeah. When I do presentations, I, they, they all are given post-it notes, you know, and they ask questions. And I have had no, you know, no interesting questions to like ones that I had to go away and come back. Right. With. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I'll get back to you on that one because <laughs> I don't know the answer. I don't even. And sometimes I will just read the question out and that great student who knows right. all about this will. I'll look at them and they'll explain it. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's amazing that there's kids that are, have educated themselves mm-hmm. enough and know enough about themselves and, and their community that they're able to do that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming and talking to me today about such a, you know, important subject, especially, you know, community wise and for our children and our parents. I really appreciate all the work you do. Well, thank you. And really, thanks a lot for having me. And I think this is a great venue. And I just want to say, I'm not sure if I said it already, that I did get permission from my son to talk about anything about him. Okay, perfect. (laughs) I always tell the youth that too, because often they'll want to tell me personal family stories and we try to keep it anonymous or unless they're people know that they're going to talk about them in class. Well, consent is always good because you don't want surprises. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Carol.